in case you didn't know, the current world population is 7.95 billion as of June uh, 2022. This is according to the most recent United Nations estimates elaborated by Weldometer. So, uh, to speak to us more, we have uh, 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 Pia Mabote, Manager for Population and Development at the Department of Social Development. Hello, hello there, Pia. Hello, hello, how are you? So you have a calculator there, you are counting us. <laughs> it's more than counting, actually. It's not about numbers. It's not about numbers. Welcome to it's the show. It's not about numbers. It's about information. Okay. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I hope you're surviving the cold weather. Uh, it's not too cold in Devon. Oh, Okay. That's yes. good. You are giving us hope. Anyway, so what is the state of the world population report? Okay. Every year, the United Nations produces a report that is called the state of the world population report. Yes. They come up with a theme on a yearly basis. And this year, the theme is seeing the unseen uh, the case for action in the neglected crisis of unintended pregnancy. Yes. Meaning the focus is more on teenage pregnancy mm. that has affected uh, the, the young people globally. But today we are gathered here at Zimbali uh, in KZN province. Uh, we are only East and Southern African participants and we are physical as well as online launching the report. Globally, the report was launched on the 30th of March, and we postponed it so that we can have a multi-country launch in South Africa today. Uh, we have invited ministers and deputy ministers from Eswatini, uh, DRC, Namibia, Malawi, Zimbabwe, so that we can come and discuss uh, this issue of teenage pregnancy that has that is always taking us by surprise, and we don't seem to be getting it right. Okay, very interesting. So, what role does the Department of Social Development play in drafting the report, and where does the report go once drafted? Okay, we work with our partner, United Nations Population Fund. It's known as UNFPA. We work together with the experts there to produce the report. And when I mean experts, I mean global experts. It's not only South Africa that participates. We select experts from various countries to sit down, decide the same, and produce the report. Uh, and when that report has been produced, it is shared globally, and countries launch it. And after launching it, we develop plans on how to move forward as countries to implement the recommendations that are in the report. And what is the message from the department to unmarried women or girls who have had unintended pregnancies? As the government of South Africa in particular, we have realized we are not winning on this issue of teenage pregnancy, 
but we are going to continue to educate young people about sexuality and reproduction. And when I say young people, we are not talking about girls only. We are also talking about boys. We are not talking about women. We are also talking about uh, men, uh, meaning both, again, parents, both uh, male and female. We also want to improve access to a wide range of contraceptives for young people and quality reproductive health care. So meaning we need to improve the health system. Our health system yes. uh, needs to be improved, needs to, in, to, to be so friendly that young people are able to enter into a health institution and request information. And when they require contraceptive, they should be able to be given contraceptive. And we also want to improve the health system that it must provide sexual and reproductive health services that are stigma-free and also support bodily autonomy. Meaning when a young person goes to an institution, they should feel free that I'm going to ask information and contraceptives without fear that uh, I'll be looked differently, that I'm sexually active. So I should be provided with information at any time. Again, we would like to improve the way we provide information to our young people. We need to provide materials that are informative on sexual matters and accurate to young people. And by using a variety of media to enable them to make fully informed choices and free choices in respect of their sexual and reproductive health and rights. And what is more important is that we would like to skill parents, because that is one area that we haven't really uh, done much on it. Parents know their children are sexually active, but they don't know how to communicate uh, sexuality information mm. to their children. So we want to uh, strengthen programs that skill the parents to be able to communicate sexual matters to their children and also use the language that is also appropriate and understandable. Most of the time, we communicate sexual matters uh, in English, if I may give you an example, uh, we do not have the word sexual in, in vernacular. And sometimes we go to young people and we speak this word without realizing that young people do not understand what we are actually saying. They know sex, they don't know what sexuality is. And then you can't explain that in vernacular. So we have not taken the responsibility as maybe the Department of Social Development Health Basic Education to try and come up with ways in vernacular, sexual in vernacular, so that our young people can understand uh, what it means uh, to, 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 to understand sexual and reproductive health. Hmm. All right. Miss yes. uh, Mabote, thank you so much for chatting to us this afternoon. Okay. And have a lovely day.
Thank you so much. Excellent. That's Manager for Population and Development, Department of Social Development on Radio 2000. That's uh, Ms. Piyama. I was not aware, actually, that, you know, um, there are no words in in vernacular uh, when it comes to, uh, what did she say? For sexuality. There's no word for for sexuality. sexuality. There's no term for sexuality. Maybe you might have it for the act itself, but... For the to talk about sexuality issues of sexuality, you can't properly speak it in vernacular. Very, very interesting. 